Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Chase Bathia for the interactive novel called Reality. In the story, people are testing out a new virtual reality technology that's beyond what's already available. So that gave Chase the chance to blend virtual and acoustic instruments. Reality is a visual novel developed by Fancy Fish Games, and the premise behind it is about a girl that is going to test out a new virtual reality MMO with a new company. Now, there's already a virtual reality MMO that she plays called Realms, but this technology that she's going to be experiencing is, or testing as well, is supposed to totally be fully immersive and question her definition of reality itself and the nature of existence because she is not going to be able to discern the difference between virtual reality and the real world. And she's going to have to probably decide which one she enjoys more and continue living in based on how her lifestyle is with family and friends. You know, I found that really interesting about it, um, just in reading about it, that you know, it's not like this is the that it's not like the people involved in this story are are testing out virtual reality for the first time. This is technology that they're aware of and that they use already and game right. with. And I found that really interesting that this is just the next level that they're testing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And what's more interesting about it is that it kind of is a parallel to our reality. Like you and I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. sense, because this is the cutting edge of this time, the the wild west that's going on right now, and there is actually a virtual reality MMO that does exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I met one of the creators at GDC this year by happenstance <laughs> at a <laughs> mixer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm actually working on that. We're going to launch it soon." I'm like, "Wow, this is crazy. I didn't know we were already there. I thought it was going to be there." And couple years, but no, it's definitely ramping up and moving forward. Well, let's start with then how you got involved in the project in the first place. So I was contracted through Fancy Fish again since we've done multiple projects together in the past, such as I Can't Escape Darkness and Deity Quest. And so they contacted me again and say, hey, we're working on this new project and this, and this style is something totally different than we've ever done. Right. And when I read about the characters, themes started to come to me fairly quickly. And it was interesting because I didn't think it would in the terms of normally like a game design document, whereas in I could read it a few times and then some ideas started to form. But when they already had the characters lined up, I was like, oh, themes. And then themes, as I read the description of them, just happened. Hmm. And so we moved forward from there and they said, we're going to do a Kickstarter and the Kickstarter was successful. And then after that, I started writing the music, and Hmm. that was pretty much how I got started. 
Cool. I was wondering, you know, what kinds of discussions there were about the music ahead of time, because there's this improvisatory feel to a lot of the tracks, which I found really interesting and refreshing in some ways. So talk to me a little bit about the the type of music you wrote. Sure. So they had a lot of reference tracks already laid out for me, which I really appreciate. And it really helped me out a lot because it helped me wrap my mind around one number one, what they wanted, and number two, what I was going to bring to the table because they trusted me to have something fresh for their visual novel, especially with the characters being as specific and detailed as they are and how the story progressed to the end. So there was a lot of anime and video game references. So Dot Hack was some inspiration for them, some near Gestalt. And those, just to name a few, were some of the references that they had. And there was a myriad of others, like a few animes that I haven't seen before. But my approach to it was, like I said, when I read about the characters and their feelings and their emotions and how they grew up and what they were dealing with internally, some of the things were relatable to me. And I wanted to bring an emotional experience to the table and I was struggling with my sound at the time as well. And so what I, I realized that I wasn't doing with my sound was I wasn't using live instruments too much. And so I made a cognitive decision to at least have one live instrument in every track. If I could have more, that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe also end up being somewhat of the dichotomy of my interpretation of reality and virtual reality. So the digital instruments composition for synths and things like that would be like the virtual reality side and the live instruments would be more of a reality side and things that you use in physical nature are more tangible. So how did that play out then? What kinds of instruments did you uh, toss in there for for acoustic stuff? Or real stuff anyway, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hired a few violinists and a violist and a cellist and even a double bass and a bass player. He played double bass on one of the pieces and then just a bass on another. And then I played piano and guitar, tambourine, I played the zither, I played ocarina. Hmm. I hired one of my friends to do some vocals. I hired another friend to do trumpet. I also played alto saxophone. And that's the majority of the instruments that went into it for sure. So tell me a little bit kind of about the process. And, you know, I mentioned that semi-improvisatory feel to some of the tracks that just seems to be a lot of playing with time sometimes, and particularly a a track called A World Unknown. Can we talk about that one? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty cool. I think that's the one that goes between five and six. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yes. <laughs> I love you so much because you catch these things. You catch them and I do these on things on purpose. So first of all, I do them because they, they're things that I don't normally do. And I always try to say, what haven't you done before? And then I also ask, well, other people haven't done before. And then when they when I realize when I get that answer, then I do it. And I challenge myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm hoping that the listener will catch them too, such as yourself. So a world unknown is without spoilers, the time where a few of the characters enter the new virtual reality simulation and it's their first time there. thinking for the timing was why not have it bounce between the 5-4 and the 6-8 because there's a bit of ambiguity going on and instead of just having it be a straight way I could alter it to make it feel uncomfortable because they're uncomfortable they don't know what's going to happen. This is their first time there. They're excited. So I wanted to have the energy of the excitement, but also wanted to have that ambiguity there as well. little bit about the characters because you know if you go to the website you can read quite a bit about them and go ahead and, and talk about a few of those if you would sure so Lilia is the basic main character that you pretty much can't you can play between three characters you can play between you Ben and Lilia and the guy who created the virtual reality world Jacob and Lilia is the one who she's very shy and she she's very smart, but she doesn't enjoy school and she is really good at playing the virtual reality games. She's like on the top team in the virtual reality world and so on, but she has some family problems. Then you meet Ben, who he is very lighthearted and easygoing, very personable, but I think he's um, what they call like the extrovert, introvert, but in the in between. Yeah. Yeah, because he he knows that he's an introvert because he does play on those things, but then he's he meets people and he's like, hey, how's it going? He's super personable and he's nice. And then you meet Jacob, and he has a lot of internal conflict because he was like the whiz kid, right? He was the super nerd 
he got teased and he also had some family problems, but his resolution was to show people that he's going to be successful by creating something completely new, which is the virtual reality world that he made for it to be testing in. So Jacob is the owner and CEO of the new virtual reality world. Ben and Lilia are the pretty much like the top testers, if you will, that go into that world and push it to its limits. Mm. And Jacob doesn't like that <laughs> because he <laughs> it's his baby, right? It's he yep. is really covetous of this technology, but he knows that he needs to allow people to test it and before he can release it to the world so that it's safe. And mm-hmm. this is his way of proving himself that, you know, he was right. But the family problems is a thing that I kind of latched on a bit, just to be a little transparent. And that's what I put my emotions into because I, when I was growing up, there were some issues that I did have with my mom and my father and their relationship and such. And so I was able to relate in that regard to sometimes not being acknowledged and not always, I was loved, but I wasn't I didn't have like that normal family, right? Like your mom and your dad were together. Like my parents were divorced very young. So I was able to channel some of that inner feeling into some of the characters, emotions and feelings. And I also used to be an introvert growing up. I spent a lot of time in my room Mm. and on computers. And then I became somewhat of an extrovert. But now I'm like, I said, I'm like in between. So there's so much energy I can give, but then I need to go back and recoup at the same time. So talk us through how the music works in the novel. Every piece of music that I wrote is in relation to what scene you're going in. So the world unknown is related to the world that Jacob built, which is called Vitalia. And then every other theme is basically the theme of the characters. So the theme of Jacob and the theme of Ben, the theme of Lilia. There are other things that happen in terms of like the scenes where things are sad. So uh, the track Remorse would play. favorites called Cyber Paradise, which was almost scrapped. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. I wrote it for Lilia's theme and they said that it was too sad and it didn't fit, but they kept it and they kept it because they kept it in there during the process of still making changes and refining, they, they grew to like it. 
And they said, oh, this actually fits in different places during the story, so we're going to keep it. And so I was so happy they did, and then I flushed it out, the orchestration, and added live instruments to it so that it could really breathe and you could really feel the emotion. I wrote that on piano when I started it, and I actually didn't remember that I wrote it. I was like, wow, this makes me feel very, very emotional in some way. I wanted to give it a sense of uplifting feeling, but some sense of like, oh, doubt at the same time. thing I would say is the epilogue music. And the epilogue is written in an interactive, adaptive form, if you will. Okay. So the cool thing about it is you make choice. Every person, the way you play is going to be different than the way I play. So you're going to have a different ending than I am. And I wrote the music to be based on whatever ending you got. There's different instruments that will play that relate to reality and, and virtual reality, the Vitalia world. And then I mix those instruments together. So what I mean by that is there are layers and it in a vertical composition form. And I actually didn't change the time signature in that. I don't know if you caught that one. I wrote it all in 6-8, but I managed to fit some things in 4-4 and I never changed the time signature at all. So the layers will play based off of your ending pretty much. about the theme of kunori because this one uh, had some you know like pizzicato strings in it and just kind of different instruments all over the place so talk to me a little <laughs> bit about that that is the only rewrite i had on the entire novel okay novel i had to rewrite it five times because they tempt my old music from a different game that i did with them called adventure lib and they was like oh we want it to be like the dungeon room that you wrote like I had to rewrite it five times. I clearly couldn't do it better than what they had already liked because <laughs> they had grown to like that one from their other game that they used. Theme of Komori is Komori is Jacob's best friend. It's like I don't want to give too much away, yeah, but it's yeah. his best friend. Okay, and it's a cat, and it's very. They wanted a sound that was very light but cunning and sneaky, and like cats are. And Indeed. <laughs> so I was really trying to think about the style and the characteristics of Komori that would f emulate what was going on and 
what it was trying to musically convey to Jacob in the sense of, hey, like, you know, like basically cajoling Jacob to make decisions that he couldn't make on his own. And with the instrumentation, I use a zither in a different way. I didn't really bow it. I used an eraser on the strings and I had it, it's always out of tune. And then I just processed it a bunch. And so it's, that's that really like scrapey sound that's happening mm -hmm. during that. added a few like synth layers and, and such. And I also had some counterpoint like near the end along with the, I don't know if, did I use the pan flute? I think I did. I think I did play pan flute on that one. Nice. Uh, with the, the cellist and the violist playing pizzicato off of one another. for talking to us about it. It's always nice to have another opportunity to chat with you and hear new music from you as well. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. I love chatting with you and you finding all my, my secrets that I put in there. Thanks for listening to episode 87 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Chase Bethia and see a playlist at patreon.com slash level. We are on Patreon, and if you're a regular listener who isn't a patron, we'd love to have your support. Again, our website is patreon.com slash level, and you get uh, some cool stuff right off the bat. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc.